T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, I guess Stefan Diggs made it right. Did what do he? you mean he made it right? Did he come back and apologize on something? No, oh, no, no. Oh, okay. No, he, he reacted to the reaction that he suffered for, for walking out early mm-hmm. and ducking out of the locker room and reportedly leaving before even the, the coaches were in the locker room the other day. Right. His sideline antics uh, with Josh Allen. He had a, a series of things yesterday. Want me to be okay with losing? No. No. No, nobody said that, right? Nobody said that. Just be a, be a pro about it. Right. That's all. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? No. Uh-huh. No, I don't. Nobody's I saying that. Handle it. It's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. No, it's not. Actually, it's not. Your reaction was worse than the result because of the way you behaved. And growing up, my mother always told me two wrongs don't make a right. Correct? The first wrong was playing like dog poo and not winning a football game. The second wrong was handling like a petulant child and storming out of the stadium because storming out always changes things. That always makes things better, right, Josh? Mm. When you storm out, oh, storm out. No, it doesn't make things better. It, it, It makes you look selfish. It makes you look like you're not a team player, and it makes you look like you can't handle adversity. And that's the way I look at Stephon Diggs right now. He'd be a nice three on some teams. A nice one in terms of catching the ball, uh, not good in handling the bad stuff. But don't you want yeah, guys, you, you know, when it gets it, it gets bad, they're going to be in that huddle with you. Yes. Like, I'm talking about during yes. the course of a game, right? I, I, I can expect that you weren't happy with the standard and you weren't happy with how they played and whatever. It was your reaction that was poor. Yeah. And you right. got to own up to your actions. Right, exactly. Your action was you, you, you quit on your team. Exactly. At the end of the game, you quit on your team. Mm-hmm. You may quit during the game. I don't know. Uh, when you're yelling at your quarterback and and instead of sitting down and talking to your quarterback, correct? I think you handled Stefan Diggs handled it the wrong way. Well, we he see the like difference. A, he looked like a baby, mm-hmm. and then to have, have him react and and seemingly defend himself and defend his actions is is a poor teammate. Have you ever seen anybody act like that on the sidelines besides Tyron Matthew? Really, and 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 really, Tyron always stood up and and for the most part, you know, was accountable for his stuff. Never running out of the stadium like Stephon Diggs. But have you seen an offensive player even consider talking to Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid like that on the sidelines? That's a respect thing. It shows to me that he just doesn't respect his teammates. He's all about himself. Only that guy and, threw his socks. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't on the sidelines then, but I think, you know, 
Marcus Peters was shown the door for a reason. Right, exactly. You know. the, the way that he behaved yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, you just can't behave like that. You can't storm out of the stadium. Look, yeah, nobody's happy with the loss, but be a man. Own up to it and talk about it and tell people And he didn't have happened. to talk to the media. I'm not even, I don't even care about that part of it. But he, but he bailed, left his teammates. He bailed on his team. Yeah, he bailed he on his bailed team. bailed on his guys yeah. and left. Right. Like, what is that about? Right. I mean, what's he like in the huddle? You're down 7 nothing. You're down 14 nothing. Is this guy checked out? Because it shows me after the game that when adversity hits, Stephon Diggs may be great when you're winning, but when you're losing and you need that guy to step up as one of your veteran leaders, was he running for the door in the first quarter of that football game? Did he care after being down 14 nothing? Because 14 nothing is not a big deficit anymore in the NFL. Teams come back from that. We've seen it here firsthand. Teams come back from deficits in this league. Hell, there was a 27-0 deficit two weeks ago in the postseason, and a team came back and won that football game. Is Stephon Diggs quitting at 14-0 down? If that's the case, I'm booting his ass out of Buffalo. I don't want anything to do with that guy. He chose to get in the parking lot of cars exiting the stadium rather than hang with his teammates. Right, right. Rather than hang out with his teammates and be there for his team. He went and got stuck in traffic instead. That's right. Wow, awesome. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. Visit inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Let's do a little uh, stock up, stock down this week involving the uh, divisional uh, round of the uh, the playoffs. Uh, stock up for me this week. I'm going to start with uh, Isaiah Pacheco, and it may be pushing my stock into next week too. I want to just, yeah, I want to will it into existence. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, almost eight yards per carry last week. Still even over five yards a carry if he took out his one long run. Uh, but run him more mm-hmm. seems to be what you would want to do against the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and they're trying to attack you with a three man front. Run right. the football yeah. at least. Um, the light boxes, like, go. They're going to give you a, a light box up front. Run the football. Right. And uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I thought, ran pretty well. And maybe I might have even advocated for him running more uh, once again the other day. They were kind of trying to take clock and, and really kind of pound the run game. And uh-huh. um, McKinnon was in instead of Pacheco. I'm like, this feels like Pacheco time. So uh, there was a few few plays down the stretch where I'd probably put Isaiah Pacheco in and use his bruising running style to try to eat some clock the other day. And I'm hoping he becomes a big factor coming up this week, too. You're still in that mindset of me, like, it's the 1980s, it's cold, it's blustery. Give me the big, pounding running yeah. back. Give me the Tom Rathmans of the world. Mm-hmm. Let the big man eat. And Pacheco is clearly bigger than everybody else on that roster. Clearly bigger than everybody else on that roster. So I'm with you, man. I, I And I'm biased. I've liked this guy since the day I saw his legs in training camp. I went, ooh, look at this guy's legs. And so since then, I've been all over Pacheco. I love this guy. I'm glad they hit a home run with him. He's been fantastic. For me, my stock is up on both seventh round draft picks because of what Pacheco did and also Jalen Watson going up there and making that big interception and coming up strong when the Chiefs needed him to make a play. You're getting playoff production in an AFC divisional game from two seventh round picks that were vital to you winning a game. Brett Veachtown, baby. On a roster that was already playoff That's proven right. and tested, you're, you were joining a yes, contender. A contender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're a huge contributor on that roster. That's, that's called drafting, baby. All right, for me, my stock up. Well, let's go. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ankle Watch 2023 on Besco in the Morning.
Quite simply, it is the training staff. Rick, Rick Bolko, or what? Yeah, 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 that guy, Rick. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, him. Rick, that dude. Lava, yeah. Lava Lubin. Yeah, Lava, Lava Lubin. Lubin. Right yeah. here, right, on right, Fest right, on the right. morning. Yeah. But no, they have the biggest test in front of them. All eyes are on them. The whole NFL is watching. We will see how effective Patrick Mahomes is going to be this coming Sunday. They got the work cut out for him. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a big test, but my stock up is the Chiefs training staff. Love it. All right. Love it. Love the, it. the best in the business. The best in the business. Us. Rick and them. Rick and them. Yeah. Rick and them. Rick, yeah. Lava Rick and Morty and the rest of them, right? Uh, stock down to me, uh, the coverage units. Come on, we made field goals. We, we punted okay. Let's just tackle somebody. I don't need Harrison Butker making a tackle. All right. I mean, if so bad, they let that Lamont's guy go. Heard of it. Maybe it'll be the end of the week. Well, maybe, yeah. Uh, but but coverage units don't be giving up something in the coverage game. I heard C Dot talking about it yesterday. He says they're going to give up a, a kick return this week, aren't they? Like, no. Why stop does C Dot hate stop the it. Chiefs? I don't know. He does. Does he, the C stand for Cincinnati? I guess. Dot? I guess. I love you, man. I do. I love him. I love him. But you can't be saying these things, man. <laughs> so uh, coverage units. I don't. I don't. Want what I saw last week, which was vulnerability in the return game. Don't be doing that. Stock down for me. I got to say it, man. Until he has a postseason plig play, Chris Jones. Mm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. I got to have you. I got to have you there this weekend, my man. I, I pled and pled for you to be there. Did I pleaded or pled or pleats maybe uh, for that Nugent. for that Raider game, for you to finish that Raider game, to be there, be strong on that Raider game. You dominated that Raider game. I'm calling it right now, Chris. You're going to go out there and you're going to sack Joe Burrow two times to lead the Chiefs to this 35 nothing win. Chris Jones will be stock up next week, but I think putting him in my stock down category secretly motivates him. I think so too. I've heard from people. Many people. Many, many people. many people. You know, when you put Chris Jones in your stock down, it motivates him. I'm like, okay. okay. All right. So Chris Jones, stock down. All right. Well, hopefully this works as well. My stock down this week. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. That's all that needs to be said, man. Show up. Hit a block. Protect your quarterback. QB1 is not going to be 100%. I need you to show up and take care of business. Orlando Brown Jr., stock down. Easy Money Easy University. Easy Money University. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Now, that online? Uh, it is, yeah. It is. Oh. You can take your online classes. Like do some night courses for my NBA there? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right. Cool. That's our uh, stock up, stock down this week. Look, the rematch of the Bengals. First meeting, key mistakes were made. Like, it wasn't like you got massively outplayed. Right. Don't make mistakes. We, we're we going to see that magnified as well in a playoff game. Kelsey had the ball ripped away after the big gain, yep, remember? Yep, yep. Um, and, and look, I, I still, I'm not blaming Kelsey still for that. He had every player on his back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he makes those plays nine times, nine and a half times out of 10 where he's fighting for the extra yards. Right. He's turning up field. Right. They ripped the ball away. Okay. But you can't have, can't have late turnovers. Bengals go on to score a touchdown the next drive. Uh, the following chiefs drive, Mahomes got himself sacked. Push Butker out to a 55 yard field goal that was missed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Key yardage was given up. And then the defense allowed the Bengals to run out the clock with three, check them three. Three first downs on the final drive. That final drive was a little concerning that day. So open up that fresh box of finished Mm T-shirts, pass those out again. Just can't make key mistakes down the stretch. That's what it was in the first meeting with the Bengals. Yep. It was right there, the highlighted mistakes. But Josh, that game. A a sack in a bad spot, and defense can't get you off the, uh, can't get them off the field. 
those things can't happen. Clean those up. You're just as good. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, but Josh, what you just pointed out right there is all the things we've talked about in that in that Denver Bronco comeback, in the Houston Texan comeback. Why were the Broncos? Why were the Texans that close? And we kept saying because of the turnovers in that game, because of the self inflicted mistakes in that game. And what did we say after the Bronco game and after the Texan game? You can't do these against good teams in the playoffs because good teams will take advantage of it. Well, it wasn't just in the playoffs. All that stuff that you listed right there, had they done that against the Broncos or the Texans, they win that game. But when you do it against Cincinnati, that is just as good as you and on par with you in an AFC championship game. If you have a self-inflicted mistake, whether it be a bad special teams play, whether it be a turnover, whatever the case may be, Cincinnati will capitalize on it. That's why they're in the AFC championship game. They know how to take advantage of your mistakes. You can't give them an extra possession. You can't give them life. You have to go out there and punch them in the face, rip their throats off, then attach their head backwards, and then beat them in the face again. That's what you have to do. Self-inflicted mistakes will give Cincinnati an opportunity to get a field goal in this game. Don't uh, detach your own head. I no, guess. no. Yeah. You want to detach their theirs. head, oh, got sew it. it on backwards, and punch mm, them again. Mm, mm, mm. That's right. I guess some folks are stealing our bed, except for they're doing it with Burrow. There's some doting on Joe going on right now. Next. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in Tuesday edition, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, B-Dub producing. This is cool. Beginning next Tuesday, a week from today, we're going to give you a chance to win a $500 Hy-Vee gift card to get going on your big game spread, all right? The official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs, where you can find a huge selection of Chiefs apparel, Chiefs plates, napkins, party supplies, Chiefs-themed cookies, cakes, cupcakes, and everything else to throw that big game party a $500 gift card at Hy-Vee going to go a long way. So three times per day, 820, 830, 840. We're going to have three contestants. They will have 60 seconds to answer questions about our show's history. We just passed the 13-year uh, mark. All right? The more you know, the better your chances. But one person each day is going to get registered for a chance to win a $500 gift card. Again, beginning next Tuesday morning. 
beginning at 820. That's a week from today, right? Week from so today. know your history of the show. Yeah. That's why Josh said earlier we start at 558. It could that, be something you might be clue. asked. You may be something asked. like that. $500 to High V. Whether you're doing a big game party or whatever, that is the best prize we've ever given away on this station and on this show. I, I will say that for a fact. That is, I am excited as heck to give everybody a chance to win $500 to high V. How outstanding is that, my man? That'll be a lot of street corn dip, yeah. beer cheese dip. Yeah. Mm, Their buffalo, have you had the, the buffalo, buffalo chicken dip oh, from yeah. high V? Yeah, Nobody can make that dip as good as high V. My wife, for every game, got to go to high V, get the buffalo chicken dip. Got to go to high V, get the buffalo chicken dip. $500 of buffalo chicken dip would sound really, really good right now. So get your uh, get your thinking caps on. Um, it's gonna Did be- even leave you something so you didn't have to dip your fingers in it. You could actually get some chips, chips. or, so, or chips. crackers, yeah. too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if I got the $500, why am I not going to spend it on the good stuff, right? Give me the $500 of the buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'll right. freeze that stuff for years. <laughs> Use the- just dip the fingers in. Yeah. Arr, let's go. So. Um, I feel like... Uh, I feel like the national people are stealing our bit. Are they? Well, I think they're going overboard right now. Again, another reason why the Chiefs win 35 to nothing is because the national love is already uh, untenable, if you will, when it comes to Joe Burrow. It's making me sick, and I want to vomit and puke. Chiefs, 35. Cincinnati, zero. Mm, Zero even. London Fletcher on uh, CBS. Doting on Burrow, I guess, or doting on Joe. However, want to get they love themselves some some Joe this week. I think this is the scariest team in football, and it's because of the play of Joe Burrow and the the complement of uh, players that he has at the skill position. You mentioned how his ability to escape the pocket, escape pressure. If you can't get pressure on Joe Burrow when you have all those different weapons at, at his disposal, he's going to shred you. And I knew after watching that first series that the Buffalo Bills defense was in trouble. Mm-hmm. The way he just uh, sliced them up going down the field. Without really little resistance for the Buffalo Bills defense, starting nine for nine in that ball game, two touchdown passes. He's he's right now the best quarterback in the National Football League playing in the playoffs. Right now? Yes. Joe Burrow. (laughs) So right this moment. Right this moment. Today, Joe Burrow is the best best quarterback in the playoffs. Is that what he's saying? He's the best quarterback in the National Football League playing in the playoffs. That's right. So he's one yes. of the four best quarterbacks in the NFL yes, is what you're saying. Yeah. No, he's look, I, I, I hate the fact that Joe Burrow is this good. I also hate and, the fact. And they're scary if you don't get pressure on them. Right. That's a fact. That's a like, fact. I wrote that down. You, that's why Chris Jones, man, this is your day. Their wide this receivers, is your game. Their wide receivers are scary. They're right. using the tight end. Yep. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase could keep you up at night. If you, if you allow him to, you but know what I mean? then you've got T He's, Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then you've got Rando tight end that yeah. Justin Reed made fun of. <laughs> then you don't, got, don't, don't be randoing Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is not, no, he's not a random he tight hurdled end. hurdled the dude. Oh my right? God. That hurdle was so good. There's, they are scary on offense. Yeah. They're very scary. If you don't heat him up. Yeah. It's going to be a long day. They had three new linemen in there and they couldn't get they, him. They couldn't get him down. And, and the other thing is too, they've got two pretty good running backs as well that they can roll out there. You know, Joe Mixon has been playing like a man on a mission in this postseason. The Chiefs right? didn't see in the first matchup. That's right. Uh, Samaje P Ryan was and just fine. P Ryan was really good. Ran in the first ball, game. caught the ball. And now they have Joe Mixon too. Right. So, yeah. The thing that I don't like about Joe Burrow is number one, he's really, really good. And number two, he's stoic and stealth. And I don't like a stoic stealth combination. Like, just go back and look at his interview after the game with CBS when he was on the field with Tracy Wolfson. There was no emotion out of that guy. 
I don't like athletes that don't show emo- that that have no emotion unless they're on my team. Because when you see Joe Burrow and he's dialed in and you're looking at him, he's looking right through no, you. No, it's scary. It's, it's, it's scary it's, as it's hell, the, right? It's they they interview his neighbors and go, "Yeah, seemed like a nice young man, didn't kept to himself, didn't talk to anybody." Right, exactly. And then goes out there on the football field and shreds everybody. Like yeah. there may be some nefarious stuff in the basement, but he was you know, he's, right. he's that scary. Right. Yep. Yep, it's it's uh, yeah. He he scares the hell out of me. I'm not gonna lie, but but I'm telling you, London Fletcher is 100 percent right, and that's why this week it's all about Chris Jones. Like man. You turn on the light, and he's just standing there looking at you. Right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy. I'm Joe Burrow, and you're not. Want a cigar? And then then there's then there's Dan Orlovsky on on ESPN. Case of the try too hard oh with this guy. I'm so over D.O. Burrow's the best. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. Okay. Mm. Mm. Now, let me be very clear with what I'm saying, okay? Chiefs fans. Patrick Mahomes, best player. He's the most talented player in the NFL, and he's the most dynamic weapon. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. When it comes to quarterbacking, when it comes to yep. understanding play calls, when it comes to understanding what you have to do with the football, when it comes to understanding Pause what it. the defense is, Pause when it comes it. to understanding Pause it. pocket manipulation. Pause it. Patrick doesn't understand any of that. <laughs> when it comes to timing and rhythm and accuracy and ball play, uh, Joe Burrow's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the standard right now. The, the consistency with what Joe does, and the way I'll say it is this, the fascinating part is all the stuff that – Patrick, Josh Allen, Lamar, yeah. Jalen Hurts do. Guys, you can't do that stuff. That They're outliers when it comes to so much of their stuff. All the stuff that Joe does, you can, but he's the only one who does. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing that fascinates me about Joe Burrow. <laughs> the only thing I can come up with, because he's better at quarterbacking and Matt, Patrick Mahomes is the best player, but... Burrow's the best at quarterbacking. Is this a little bit of the Brady Manning thing? Where Josh, most, yeah. Where most people considered like Brady was the best. The best. But Manning was the best quarterback. quarterback yeah. Is that what like, is that what he's going for a little bit? Well, good. I'll like, I'll take the like, best versus him. We'll I have know. our seven rings like, and Burrow can like Manning did a, a lot cast. of stuff and you 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 watched him, you heard him, right. and he was directing traffic and doing all that stuff, and it looked like there was a little more little more nuance to his game. Brady just went out there and kicked your ass. Right. Is that what he's is that what he's going for with these comments? That's the only thing I can come up with. That well, that's that that that's how you kind of split Brady and, and Manning for the longest time. Like Manning is like who the the quarterback you would build, mm-hmm. you know, if you had the if you had the parts. Right. And then then Brady was just uh, he's some freak out here that just that just plays. Right. And when they shake hands, Brady has five rings on one finger or on one yeah. hand. I'll, I'll take I'll take that too. I'll, I'll take that. Right. So it, I, what what is what what's like Dan Orlovsky's mo right now? What's he going for? Is he going for heel of the week? Like like wh- where is he headed right now? Because at first I thought he was trying to be a coach. Then I thought he was trying to be you know the guy on the games. Then I thought he's trying. To, I, like I don't know what like Dan Orlovsky is trying to do right now. But a lot of that stuff that he said right there, you could hear the guys in the background going, mm, like, what? <laughs> like, where where are you going with this, my man? Joe like, Burrow the words the best are. quarterback in football. Mm. <laughs> mm. That, 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 no, that's a. Mm. I'll let you finish, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. You sure about that? Now, I will say this. He does have scoreboard over Patrick Mahomes. And I'm looking at at, at the text line right now and says um, there, there's one text that comes in that says he don't have bleep on Mahomes. 
Uh, he he's got three got, three and zero oh against got, Mahomes. He's got, yeah. he's got three wins on the Chiefs. He yeah, he does done. he yeah. does he has he he is right now has has scoreboard. I mean, there's no other way you can put it. He won the championship game in Arrowhead. That's again why this game is so important, not just to win the game and get to the Super Bowl, Josh, but for the legacy of Patrick Mahomes and for really truly the power rankings of quarterbacks. If Joe Burrow does come in here and they win this game and they're four and zero against Mahomes and won two AFC championship games at Arrowhead. He is the better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. There's no arguing that. That's why it's important to go out there and win this game, to keep that conversation at bay, to not allow that to happen. Ankle watch and the matchup, of course, with the Bengals. We'll chat with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs insider, next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtus, drops by the show every Friday at 7.30, right here on 610 Sports Radio. I think it might be Pete, Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride. It is time to talk to our Chiefs insider, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Good morning, Pete. It's all brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Have you heard about Mahomes having a sore ankle? Yeah, believe it or not, he is uh, not doing well with that ankle right now. But I, I tend to think by the time that the game rolls around, he, he'll be okay to go. <laughs> I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ankle Watch 2023 on Pesco in the morning. So how does it change the fact that this is a different ankle <laughs> that he has sprained than that first ankle, being that it's his back leg? Your thoughts, Dr. Pete. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I got to put my, my doctor hat on. Uh, no, no doctor hat for me, but I, I, I am trying to compare and, and piece together, you know, what we do know right now. And we did talk to Andy Reed on, on Monday. And I, I think the fact that he, he's saying that this is in better shape than it was in what was week one of 2019, of course, against the Jaguars, would lead you to believe that he will be okay to practice. Now, we'll get the first injury report on, on Wednesday, uh, but going back to that week two of that year, Mahomes was a full participant uh, the entire week. So we'll see how, how honest Reed was, whether it was you know, just being optimistic or, or really feeling like it's in, in a better place uh, once we get that first designation. I would tend to think there's, there's still a chance that he would he would be limited, um, but but again, if if you see that that FP, which is what we'll be looking for uh, Wednesday afternoon, you you, you got to be feeling pretty good. I know that he was asked the question about like not practicing all week. I don't care if he practices all week, Pete. Like this is the one like yeah, he's like just a whole get there season, for Sunday has a whole season's worth of practice. If he's limited all week long, we know he's going to give it a go. And and frankly, if he can put weight on it, that's a, like a I don't know what percentage improvement than, than what he was playing with last week. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And I, I think he'll, of course, at least, at least start the game. And 
you feel pretty good, or maybe pretty good's wrong, but a little bit better about Chad Henney coming in just because he was able to come in cold for 18, 19 weeks and put together this 98-yard touchdown drive. But I, I tend to think, you know, nowadays the athletic training is in, in such a spot where, you know, you can get a guy ready, and, and they kept mentioning this, and I think this was important. You did have an extra day just considering it, it happened on Saturday. Uh, so if, if they need him to be off his feet for, you know, the first day or the first two days of the week, I'm, I'm sure they'll want him to, to do something uh, on Friday if it were, were two did not practices on, on Wednesday and Thursday. But, uh, yeah, limited time will be fine for Mahomes. We, we see him up at training camp, and, man, you get about two or three days in, and it, it already feels like he'd be ready to play in a, in a week one game. And, and I, I tend to think if there's anyone that, that can just um, – not not really have any reps and, and suit up and, and go, it, it certainly would be number 15. Guys, we're talking about practice here, okay? Not, not a game. Not, not, not a, a game. game. Not a game. Not a game. We're, we're talking about practice here, which is maybe the most overvalued conversation to have in the NFL since, what do they have, 17 in-season practices as it is? I mean, it's not like these guys are busting it you for mean, three like hours pads, a day. Whole, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. The whole like, like, what what you what what back in our day was considered yeah. a practice, right? Considered <laughs> yeah, no, a practice know, was like once a week. That's all you get. It's all mental at this point of the season. You're either ready or you're not. And and getting out there and practicing to me, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or whether it's you know uh, Harrison Butker, whoever the case may be, practice at this point of the season to me is just window dressing. It's about the classroom, the mental preparation. All of that's going to be fine with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, nowadays uh, you get to this part of the season in a way it would be like a, a glorified walkthrough in a sense. And Andy Reid built it that way. That was a conversation that we had with the Chiefs midseason about Andy Reid and, and building camp to be grueling, right? It's one of the worst and hardest training camps in the NFL because Andy Reid really puts them through the ringer. And and let's you know let's just say to to compare it to something and be like putting all this weight on your back and you just have a ton of weight. And then as the year goes on, they'll take a little bit of the weight off as, as they work out during the week. And so, you know, they get to week 16, week 17, the practices are, are again, more like walkthroughs, but because you did that work early, your, your lungs are there. Your, your, your consistency in, in working hard is there. And, and that's built up from, from really August on. And that's, that's how it's designed, and, and kudos to Andy Reid for doing that. But you're right. It's not like these practices are all that intense, especially now with just four teams left. Pete, we heard this from Mike Hilton. We'll see y'all in So they're calling it Burrowhead. Somebody made a graphic instead of Arrowhead. It says Burrowhead outside of the stadium. Yes, Joe Burrow has had some success at Arrowhead in the postseason. We have seen that before. But I look at this as like, let Cincinnati chirp all week. They're not going to be ready to come in here. They're too busy yapping. Yeah, this is a, a team that that's really feeling itself right now uh, and and will not seemingly stop talking and and – I just think that that tends to be a good thing. I know that Kansas City got involved in that the last time around with, with Justin Reed. It seemed afterward, you know, you talked to Justin Reed a little bit about, okay, you know, where are you at? We, we were talking in the locker room about um, the game once they lost and this tweet to follow, uh, and he put it to rest. And, and you could tell that it looked like there were a couple 
couple conversations that week between the two reads, and I, I just don't think you'll be seeing a, a ton of that type of stuff uh, this week as much as, you know, I, I tend to think the national media will be in town and, and trying to tell these guys what the other side is saying, but I, I really think the Chiefs are going to take the high road. Uh, and this is motivating. Like, I, I always try mm-hmm. to say that, you know, as, as much as people say, hey, we're not listening to, to what the other side has said. I think enough players have shown you on social media they're paying attention, and uh, don't be surprised if, if Chiefs are able to, to get this win if they don't say a few things back after the fact. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't expect this side of things to be matching their side when it comes to you know, Jesse Bates saying that he hopes Patrick Mahomes is healthy or, or Joe Burrow talking about refunds and how his, his Super Bowl window is his entire career. It, it's just that hasn't typically been Kansas City's style, really, aside from the, the regular season Bengals game. Uh, and I tend to think that'll be their strategy this week. The first matchup just had a few like key mistakes late, and I know that they're big, and in the playoffs, they're big as well. What are the keys for you in in the rematch with the Bengals? Yeah, you know, and I've said this to you guys at the time with the Bengals, with Travis Kelsey. Had Travis Kelsey not fumbled the ball, it's just the entire narrative, even between Mahomes and Burrow, would be a little different now mm-hmm. if you would have gotten that win. And I, I think the margin is so small. I mean, yes, you have the Bengals, and every play counts, and they have had the Chiefs number. But, you know, you change a few things. I mean, it's a, it's a team that's beaten the Chiefs. I believe it's like been a total of nine points in those three games. Uh, and so I, I just look – at, at this one, and I, I think you'd feel a lot better about Kansas City if they're able to get some quarterback pressure early in this game. And it's possible against this Bengals offensive line. You you look at them, and they were playing in, in the snow and in, in what was a blizzard, and so you have all these backup offensive linemen. The game slows down a little bit when you're playing in such extreme weather. I tend to think that won't be the case. I know it might be a little cold here, but it doesn't look like any precipitation. And so that defensive line that's been pretty good for you guys uh, should have uh, I think uh, an easier time against what it should be a weaker Bengals offensive line and so I just think it's man it's it's getting the burrow early and how good would you feel if you're able to bring him down you know once or twice in in the first quarter I think it'd be game changing because that's been the problem and the main problem against the Bengals these past few times is burrow gets too comfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, and to to rattle him early I, I think will will be a key and I I wonder what Steve Spagnuolo is cooking up this week. I don't think it'll just be the defensive line. I think it'll be those timely blitzes looking for looks that they can take advantage of. And that's why the Chiefs were, were actually pretty good this year at taking down the quarterback. Second in the league it is nothing to, to turn your head uh, about. So let's see if they can finally get it done against the Bengals. Well, and, and that's the thing right there, Pete. They haven't gotten it done against this team. It's almost been like their kryptonite. I, I need Chris Jones to play big this week. I, I don't want to hear about moving the pocket and all this stuff that you know amateur coaches are looking at at the All-22 when they're sitting at home. I need to see legit sacks in this game. If Chris Jones gets two sacks in this game, Chiefs win this thing going away, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and it's turnover-free football, uh, but with Jones, I, I think Getting that playoff sack off his back, you know, it's something that he's aware of. He, he made that clear last mm-hmm. week. He's not able to get it done against Trevor Lawrence. But I, I tend to think it's one of these things where if, if Jones can, can get one, then I think it, it, you know, could sort of open things up for him where he's like, okay, got that monkey off my back. And now you're playing a little bit looser. I, I'm not saying that, that Jones is pressing, but, I mean, you could, you could clearly tell that it, uh, it's something he wants to get done. Uh, and then once he does, maybe it's one of those Chris Jones monster games. If there's ever, 
a game that you feel like you need that, I, I think it's it's this one and, and just getting Joe Burrow uncomfortable. And it's not only the sacks. I, I think the Chiefs have shown a knack stemming from Carlos Dunlap coming in here of these passes, defense, these bat downs at the line that could also get into a, a quarterback's head. And so, you know, you this is a, a not that every game isn't, but if there's uh, any game that's a little bit more of a, a key game for the defensive line, I, I think it's certainly this one. Well, and, and I also think, too, you know, getting that first sack out of the way, you're right, that does relieve a lot of pressure. It's like a rookie getting his first hit in baseball. Get that first hit out of the way. Okay, now I can breathe a little bit easier. And with Chris Jones bringing it up, it tells you, at least in my opinion, that it is bothering him. It is frustrating him that he has to hear about this. Meanwhile, you got a guy down the other end of the line that's fourth in NFL history in playoff sacks. Like Frank Clark, I thought, took over that game against Jacksonville and wrecked that game and was a big reason why the Chiefs were able to beat Jacksonville. So Frank Clark has to continue to do what he's doing, but Chris Jones also has to come to the party as well, and we can't have another zero-sack performance against Joe Burrow. Otherwise, Cincinnati wins this game. Yeah, the arrival of, of vintage Frank Clark is, is such a blessing, and yep. and he's flashed like that at times. And, you know, you thought his best game was against the 49ers earlier in the year, and then what happens? He, he's suspended for two games out of the building for, you know, one of those weeks, and then, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily the same that the rest of the year. But, man, he looked he looked like that closer last week and you know he, he himself was the same before the game that, that that was what he expected and he was able to follow through uh, George Karloftis was a nice surprise toward toward the end of the season really I, I think playing like a veteran and so man it's just if Chris Jones can turn it on and continue to give these guys one-on-one matchups they're feeling good I, I think the rest of the line is impressive as well with your Mike Dana and, and Derek Nottie breaking through for you know what was a sack I, I know that drive eventually turned into a touchdown but Man, get pressure on Joe early, you know, if you can. And I think it's going to be a different feeling game for the Chiefs. You know, you don't want to see that that rhythm from the Cincinnati offense early. Pete, Mahomes injury overshadowing just about everything else uh, transactionally. But um, McCall Hardman, CEH, uh, Fortson, any chance at any extra reinforcements from, from those three this week? Well, you know, we keep saying the thing about Hardman. It's been a little bit of a mystery, uh, you know, based upon some of the things that he's put out there and on social media and the Chiefs' continued slight optimism, you, you think that there's a chance this, this week we'll have to see again what, what happens with his uh, injury status when they do release that initial injury report on Wednesday. And I, I tend to think with Chris Lamont's being waived, maybe Jody Fortson is ready to go. Like That would be my guess. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're in a, in a huge rush to – to bring Clyde Edwards-Alaire back into this mix, but Jody Fortson you know, has really been a, a quiet weapon for the Chiefs, uh, certainly in the red zone. But but they have said, and Patrick Mahomes has said, you know, we, earlier in the year, we got to get this guy going. And it's just a another dangerous weapon for for the Chiefs, you know, behind Travis Kelsey that that they can utilize. And again, the the more variety that you add as far as weapons for Andy Reid, the the more defensive confusion there's going to be. So. Uh, I would tend to think it, the the move would would be to to activate Fortson here, but uh, remains to be seen, and, and they need to make sure that that elbow is ready to go. Do you think it'll be a twenty four hours of Lamans on the cut list and then brought back, or do you think it, he's done? Well, it, it's 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 possible either way. I mean, he's been such a, an important special teams guy mm-hmm. for for the team. So if he lands on the practice squad, the practice squad rules, as you saw last week with the the activation of, of McCall Hardman and, and Austin Ryder, uh, I'm sorry, um, Marcus Kemp and Austin Ryder, it allows you to do different things. And, and so 
we'll see how how Dave Tobe operates. But the Chiefs are always doing these procedural things just to just to I think stay ahead of it. And when you have guys that are willing to do that, whether it be a Lamans or Austin Ryder, who's always off and on the practice squad, it gives you a slight advantage. So. Sure. I mean, it could be procedural, but I'm also eyeing Jody Fortson because what a weapon that would be to get back in the middle of the playoffs here. Pete, thanks for the time. Looking forward to a fun week ahead at ArrowheadPride.com. All right, guys. That's uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. A uh, new in-game tradition is underway at Arrowhead. Yes, there is. Or maybe it's just one person. Uh, Next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hot potato, hot potato. Clap, baby. Uh, I'm playing the piano, so. Oh, don't give them any ideas. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. I, I'll be honest with you. Cold spaghetti ain't bad. I'm starting to hate the microwave. I mean, cold spaghetti's fine. I'm just saying you're not stuffing it in your pocket and going to a football game with it. Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't think you are. I'd stuff a a stuffed pepper in my pocket, though. I'm telling you what. Stuffed peppers, baby, bring them to me every day of the week. We had them at the tailgate the other day. Costco does the stuffed peppers, B-Dub, man. Woo, doggies. Got to give me some of those. They have the bacon in there as well, wrapped. Wrap the jalapeno with the bacon and put the cream cheese. No, big bell peppers with beef and rice and cheese. Hmm. Like I thought bowl. you were talking about the, the stuffed jalapeno. Oh, no, I had those too. No, there's, okay. m- there's many a pepper to stuff. What is your favorite type of pepper to stuff? And where do you stuff it? But if you take those big bell peppers, slice off the top, clean out the insides, ground beef, a little bit of rice, a little bit of flavor, a little bit of cheese, bam! See, I do it with uh, a little bit of uh, spaghetti type sauce that I make. Well, you put, do the that, pro- put that on top. Provolone on top. Let it melt inside the bell pepper. I'm in mm. on that too. That mm. sounds really good. That sounds delicious. So stuffed peppers, baby. That's Get them the in way to go. Will you stuff them in your pocket and take them to the game? That yeah. is the question. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the once woman, they reach room temperature, you can put that stuff in your coat. The woman that's gone viral for eating a baked potato in the upper deck. Taken from the pocket of her jacket, <laughs> making the rounds from Arrowhead the other day. I, I actually, frankly don't have a problem with I it. I don't either. Like, you're hungry. And if, I mean, you, you figure like you're eating, if you're eating a baked potato outside, what's the big deal about eating a baked potato inside? Right. I mean, now you didn't have your fork and your toppings and stuff and you were just eating it like it was an apple, but that's fine. It's that's a baked fine. potato, right? Yeah. I have no issue with this. Yeah. The best part is the Jacksonville fan thought he was like spying on her and taking the picture. And meanwhile, she's spying on him going, you're a creeper. Yeah. So my question is, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen inside Arrowhead Stadium? 913-586-7610. Just go. <laughs> have at it. Not in the parking lot. Inside the stadium. I, I inside. Just, I just didn't have a problem with this. I mean, she I brought her either. snack in. That was the what, what she wanted to have to eat. That's fine. Yeah. I don't like potato skins, so... That wouldn't be for me. I, I have a baked potato, but I just you eat out the I, skin. I hollow out the the potato, and I don't eat the skin. Yeah. So I mean, she just went, 
just chomped it like a carrot, yeah. you know, and, and went for it. I don't mind the that's skin. Fine. That's fine. If that's if that's your snack, I don't have a problem with that as a snack. Yeah. I don't, I don't I didn't, I didn't, I mean, it's odd, but I didn't think it was a big deal. No. I mean, look, if you, what's the difference between a baked potato or potato chips? It's the same damn thing. It's potato. I mean, I'd rather have like uh Give me some seasoning, though. Something, or something. with, you know, like like uh, loaded fries or something, right? Yeah. In- That's too hard to eat when it's cold and you're bundled and all that kind of stuff. Like that was a, that was a based on the weather type of move right there. Because look, <laughs> simple, straightforward. Yeah. didn't require you to 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 go through a lot of steps. You just pulled it out of the pocket, and chomped yeah. on it. That was it, and, and it's free. At that point in time, right? You're not paying seventeen dollars for loaded fries well, I mean, that are going to fall I'm all not, over people. I'm not advocating that, but if you're, you know, going to do it, that's fine. You know? mm-hmm. Some of the weirdest things we've seen at Arrowhead Stadium was X Factor, hmm. Chief Saholic coming in as well. Um, I never see it, but I smell it. What's that? It. Oh, oh, God. Well, that's yeah. That's at certain points. At certain points of the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a given, yeah. When it, the trees it, start yeah, flowing in the yeah, air. Yeah, certain parts of the game, you're like, oh, they're into it now. There it is. Did you know you can watch every Bob Ross on Hulu? Caught myself doing that the other night. Pretty little clouds. Pretty little clouds. By the time they play Friends in Low Places out at Arrowhead, that's late in the game. Yeah, you've seen the pretty little clouds. Everybody's saying she used it as a hand warmer first and then ate it. <laughs> How long does a potato stay know. warm? I don't know. I, oh, I would say she used the hand warmers to keep the potato warm. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a smarter play. Oh, no, no. I thought she was oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep the potato. Wrap it in foil. Put some, put some hand warmers around it so that it's warm when yeah. you have it later. Huh. Yep. 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 A lot of the stuff we just can't read. I mean, really, seriously, cannot read a lot, a lot of, of this good stuff. stuff though. Good stuff, but stuff we, we just, I mean... I, I, if we were on satellite radio, oh. I'd be fine reading all of yeah. this. But, no, we're a family show here. My grandpa used to sneak in a thermos of cooked hot dogs into the stadium when he'd go to games. <laughs> Did you just eat the, the – Brought the, his own like, dogs or, in. What about the buns and know, stuff? Maybe, maybe uh, or just grandma had the them? buns. Yeah. I don't know. He just used it as a straw for his beer. I mean, like <laughs> – I opened the text line, Josh. I kind of figured I knew what we were going to get. Yeah, I yeah. mean, of all, there, there's yeah. just not many that we can read, but keep them coming because we'll read them. We enjoy yeah. them right now. Yeah. Superman in the restroom. <laughs> Dude bringing in the giant moose antlers. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Moose Man. Moose Man was good. Yeah. yeah. I got Craig. Can't read that. From the 816, maybe she didn't want to pay high prices for the food there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Thanks. I get it. Can't advocate it, but I get it. Right. Thanks, Captain Obvious. So I like, I don't understand when I see somebody with a fifth. How? <laughs> How? Yeah. Not hard. Have you seen the, the meme that goes around of that the, guy? The, like- guy <laughs> the guy that barely, <laughs> barely wands anybody and doesn't, doesn't even... Doesn't even frisk him? Right. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Uh-huh. I suppose. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hand warmer first first half snack in the second. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that we were using baked potatoes for hand warmers first. Correct. I had no idea. Hot yeah. potato, I guess. Yeah. But how long does that last? Just go buy the hand warmers at, like, you know, the store. Yeah, because you, you're running the risk of then the potato being cold. Yeah. You want the potato to be warm, I would think. Correct. 
So from you can just go get hand warmers and have a baked potato. Yeah. It's from the 785, at least you didn't put mayo on a hot dog. Yeah, true. Fair point. True. What if you put mayo all over that potato? I mean, that thing does need some seasoning. You're just going to eat raw potato? No, it's cooked. It was clearly cooked. It yeah. was cooked, but it still doesn't have any seasoning. Well, maybe she put a little salt and pepper on it. You go down no. to the concession stand, grab a mayo packet like Josh would do. She was mm. peeling it like a banana. It wasn't a packet. It was the actual bottle. Oh, oh yeah, you squeeze bottle So what, what yeah. would you put on it, though? Like if, That's if, what they had. They had squeeze bottles of ketchup, mustard, and, and mayo. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the deal, and they didn't have any of the other two, so it was mayo. Mm. I didn't go get seek out packets. No. That was what they had. I thought they just had packets lying around. No, no, yeah. no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But, but potatoes, okay. A baked <laughs> potato with says, nothing on it's all right. You use the baked potato because hand warmers don't taste as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they can't, I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine those are great. I, I do like this one from the 256, wherever that may be. Uh, we once took a guy home because his ride was so drunk they didn't answer their phone and couldn't be oh. found. His ride didn't call until we were almost home with the other guy. <laughs> hey, that helping out a, helping out a fellow fan. I like that. Right. That's cool, man. Maybe you dip the potato in beer. I don't know. That would be bad. That wouldn't be bad. That's Just something. A little, a little That's flavor. <laughs> Give me some type of flavor other than the hand warmer juice. Or maybe you go buy, like, the nacho cheese and just use that. Dip the potato in the nacho you cheese. That go, would be great. You could go get the condiments. You know, you could pump them. Yeah, you yeah, could go, go down there, though, cut it up. Out at the uh, – Go put some thing. nacho cheese in there, a little yeah, onion, maybe. some yeah. butter. You, you, you make a they nice – But the nacho cheese isn't, like, out there, right? No, I mean, you got to buy you, that. You'd have, yeah. to, you'd have to get nacho cheese from behind the counter. Right. Like, you could only probably get ketchup and mustard. Right. Maybe maybe an onion. I remember back in my day when nacho cheese was Relish. a quarter. Now it's two fifty. Maybe. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.